I started over from scratch. Um, so we outlined it together, the three of us. Uh, and then I just started taking a stab at how it could go, the script, the dialogue, all of that. And basically I would write it and then in a, a couple days and I would send it to the two of them and they would give me their notes and we would talk about it and we would see if we could beat each other's ideas. And then I'd take another pass and just back and forth like that the whole time. Welcome to Best in Fest, and I'm Leslie Lapage, the director of the La Femme International Film Festival, and this is a podcast for people who are interested in advancing their career in television and film and learning all the dirty little secrets of Hollywood. My guests today are the creative team from Love in 2020, this amazing uh, web series that's getting a lot of play on the festival circuit. We are privileged to have Aaron Disbrow and Anna Joller and Christina Garofalo here to chat with us on who they are and how they creatively came up with this. Christina... Um, is the author of a book, When Dogs Heal, Powerful Stories of People Living with HIV and the Dogs That Saved Them. I'm a poochie person, so I totally want to read this. We have Anna, who is an actress and producer. She uh, played Dana's assistant in the Entourage movie. And oh my gosh, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen the Entourage movie, run out and see it because that is a slice of Hollywood. She also has producing credits for Please Come With Me and Liam Reeves and My Life Worked Out. Erin is LA-based director and editor. She's edited the series My Dead X, which premiered at South by Southwest in 2018 and is currently working on a whole bunch of editorial things, such as Borderlands uh, by Lionsgate. So ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much for having us, Leslie. <laughs> yes. You welcome. So, okay. You do this wacky series, but before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of this wacky web series, how did you all meet? Like, where did this creative team come together? Because you got editors, directors, actors. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, uh, we all met in college. So we're all, all three of us are from the East Coast. Uh, we went to a really tiny liberal arts school called Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And yeah, the three of us are just very, very dear friends from way back when. And we always kind of had this creative partnership, even in college. Um, but then we slowly, all of us obviously are all interested in the film industry and we slowly like trickled out to Los Angeles. So Anna was the first one to move out here. And then I kind of followed her. And then Christina actually moved here uh, right before the pandemic hit. Um, and that's, when the three of us really came together to create Love in 2020. But it had been a long time coming because we had always worked on a few projects together and, and had talked about working on this script for quite some time. Interesting, interesting. So who came out first? It wasn't a, oh, we're all holding hands and moving out at the same time? Uh, no, I was the trailblazer. <laughs> okay, and then once you established yourself here in Hollywood, you sucked the other two in. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I was 
down here for about a year, and then, and you know, I spent the year. I would like take pictures of the sunset and the palm trees. I'd be like, Ooh, "How's winter in New York treating you?" Oh, you know? you're evil. <laughs> you have an but evil streak. It, it worked, right? <laughs> Got aired out one year later, and it took Christine a little bit of time, but she had many visits in in the interim. So we kept, <laughs> I see. We kept in touch. You know, that's like the best way of sucking in an East Coaster is just showing them uh, L.A. Not raining, beautiful sun, and a palm tree in December, and they just hate you. Exactly. We're like beach volleyball in February. Life's so hard. Right. <laughs> so did you? Okay. So so once you guys were all here, did did this story um, incubate here, or were you already working on you know the storyline when you were in college together? Um, actually, we started the idea for a dating series. Uh, I think it was 2018, so somewhat recent, but still some time ago. And uh, I was still living in New York. The girls were out in LA, and uh, we talked about doing a project together. Um, and it was just about dating in LA, really, at the time. And and actually, what you see in episode two with the the personalities and that uh, fun kind of swiping stuff is is kind of like what the original series idea was. Um, and then we, it just never, the pieces never really came together for us. Uh, it's never really felt like the stakes were high enough or right. And then um, when the pandemic hit, the three of us uh, had a bunch of, we were all headed to a wedding. We had a bunch of plans uh, lined up and obviously our lives were shutting down and we were like, we're going to have to work on something if we're going to survive this. Um <laughs> So we were like, what if we took that and tried to make it about dating during the pandemic? And it really like almost outlined itself in an afternoon. I mean, it really was almost the missing piece, which is so weird. Um, but it, it really came together pretty quickly. We started it right in March 2020. Oh, I see. So right after, right after we the entire world shut down on March fifteenth. Now, did you guys zoom together to, uh, you know, keep your social distancing and then uh, brainstorm that way, or old fashioned like phone call, three way talking, FaceTime, which nobody seems to use anymore because of Zoom. Zoom's taken <laughs> over the entire planet. A little bit of both, I would say, right? Like, we, we were doing a lot of, like a lot of people, too, and some of the stuff we portray in episode four, we were doing a lot of, like, wacky things to stay connected while physically apart, like doing workout classes or dance classes in our living rooms. But while we were on FaceTime with each other, we kind of put some nods to that. <laughs> and often we would do that. And then afterward, we'd be like, okay, now let's, like, work on the series. You know, we would kind of... Well, that's great. But for those that are listening in and tapping in, let me just give you kind of a heads up. So Love in 2020 is a web series. And it is this fabulous little rom-com that um, explores the love or lack of love uh, of a 28-year-old named Kenna, who is now stuck in this COVID situation without a COVID partner. And she tries these crazy uh, FaceTime dates and virtual booty calls. You guys are going to have to tell me how that works out. And then also has an issue with, you know, her job because, uh, you know, she's uh, uh, trying to 
keep that job and uh, and live this isolated existence. So all of you guys produced this. Aaron directed it. Christina wrote it. And Anna starred in it, which is this great, you know, creative uh, team that you guys have going on. So when you guys were taking this story in 2018, I guess it's more for, for Christina – who did you draft out this outline and then kick it to the other girls? How much did they, Anna and Aaron, influence uh, the scripting process for you? Then we'll talk about the directing and the acting. Yeah, they were a huge part of it. Um, we, uh, you know, in 2018, obviously we we did do some back and forth with drafts then, but uh, it, the story is so different from what that was. So it's almost, it, it, we started, I started over from scratch. Um, so we outlined it together, the three of us. Uh, and then I just started taking a stab at how it could go, the script, the dialogue, all of that. And basically I would write it and then in a, a couple days and I would send it to the two of them and they would give me their notes and we would talk about it and we would see if we could beat each other's ideas. And then I take another pass and just back and forth like that the whole time. Um, and really a lot of the experiences are just a, not everything, obviously it's fiction, but the character, her characteristics, her challenges, and some of the things that happen are really a, a mix of the three of us. So interesting. Interesting. Now let's uh, throw it over to Anna. Cause you starred in this. Mm-hmm. So how did you, separate yourself from that uh, construct, the story construct, and then focus just on your character and developing your character when you uh, filmed this? Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting because I think actually all of, I think there wasn't so much a separation. Like, I think that having all of that knowledge of the story really helped help to feed into my development of the character. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used as an actor, like to coming in and kind of being like, okay, here's the script, here's the story. And just kind of making a lot of my choices independently. I show up on set and then I'm collaborating there with the director. But with this, I was there from the beginning. So it's like, I'd had so many awesome, interesting conversations about her backstory and about our intention and like, what's really like the feeling behind this moment and what are we trying to get at here? And, you know, so I think it just gave me like a really cool lens to then perceive the character. And then of course, when you're on set, you want to throw all that away and just show up like you're experiencing everything for the first time. Um, which of course is like, is the tricky, but super fun part of acting. But I think that all having all of that knowledge was just like really helpful for me in crafting like the backstory and crafting the character. Well, you got to tell everyone listening in are you that wacky personally <laughs> come on you got to give us some secrets man i can't lie i can't lie there's yeah there's a lot of wackiness there's a lot of goofiness like in all of us so i think that definitely came through yes <laughs> it did it did you know you know how much character development uh, you pulling from uh, real life right <laughs> so so so, um, Aaron, how, how was it, you know, collaborating on set as a director or did you really just take the reins and, and, you know, manhandle where you wanted to go or, or was it more of a collaborative process for you? Tell me what your directorial, you know, vision was and if you feel you got it. Yeah. I mean, I think like first and foremost, filmmaking is always and always should be collaborative. It can never be what it is without every piece of the puzzle and every person who brings kind of this unique skill set. So that for me is just like bottom line always. And Christina and Anna are my creative collaborative 
collaborators. So absolutely, yes, it was a collaborative experience. Um, my background is in post-production. I've done a lot of work in editorial. Um, I've also directed, but I feel like I really, when I direct, I bring this lens of uh, the post-process with me. Like I, I'm definitely, I'm thinking about coverage. I'm thinking about how scenes will cut together. Um, and I just kind of have a knowledge of the, of the next phase. So I would say that's a big part of how I direct, but also because of that experience, I, I feel like I understand kind of how hard each person's position is like the director of photography, what goes into that, what that means. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of what we all did together. Uh, I think we all came together in like a really unique moment in time. And a lot of us were sitting at home itching to like be creatively collaborative. And I know for me personally, it um, is a huge part of what got me through last year. Like I'm so grateful for it. And I'm so grateful for the team that we, we kind of all pulled together and, and, um, and did this. It, it, it's really, it's just like such a cool experience. Now you guys shot during COVID, right? During the shutdown. So how, pro how was that process? Because protocols really hadn't been created yet, right? That was after the fact. So how did, how did that work out? You got to tell us how that process was. Aaron, <laughs> Anna, someone. I know, I'm like, who wants to go? We're all like, oh, yikes, that was hard. I mean, it was just, it was so hard and so challenging. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's always hard, right? Indie producing is always difficult, but doing it as well in the height of COVID, because it was, I think it was early August, right? When we, when we shot. And so a lot of these protocols hadn't been in place yet. And, you know, we, we have like a COVID safety officer, like things are changing by the minute, you know, we're getting calls from SAG, you need to have this, you need to have that. We're like, ah, we're two days out from shooting and you're throwing this on us. But we all just did the best we could and just, you know, tried to go above and beyond. And we were just like, we know we have the best intentions. We're going to be as cautious. Like we're taking, you know, on the responsibility of everybody's personal health, like very seriously. And we just kind of, you know, we're very straightforward. We work with a, like a skeleton crew. It was a really tight crew. Um, you know, as you'll see when you watch some of the FaceTime dates, they were filmed remotely. So again, so much kudos to those actors and to Erin directing, because again, she's directing over Zoom, which is just so challenging, but you know, it made sense. We're like, okay, that's less actors on set. Um, and we just really tried to do whatever we could to make it a safe experience for everybody involved. And, and Erin, you did primarily the casting all over Zoom as well, correct? I did. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, so a lot of our casting choices, we were lucky enough to just kind of use a lot of Anna's connections from acting class. And a lot of them were friends. Same with the, with the crew too, honestly, because just because of the times and how difficult it was to shoot during COVID, we really wanted to work with people who felt, who knew us and felt comfortable and safe. And, um, but yes, it was, that was over zoom. And also to Anna's point, like we, we filmed so many people on zoom. I mean, you'll see like all of the FaceTime calls, all of the Zoom calls in the series, which was a huge part of why we were able to to shoot all of this in four days, um, because we had those scheduled separately, which we were just kind of like recording on a laptop, um, which wasn't part of our like four day shoot. So that was like a really important piece in just being able to like execute this in such a short amount of time. 
So um, I talk sometimes with independent filmmakers when they create web series or short films about it being a proof of concept for a long form. So was that your goal when you created Love in 2020, or was it just really a standalone fun piece that you wanted to utilize to really um, showcase e- each one of your isolated you know, talents? Or was it a proof of concept? I mean, I think it was, uh, can I say both? Is that weird? Like, I, I don't think it, it didn't come from a place of, oh, we want to we want to make a feature, right? It came from a place of like, we want to be creative. We want to tell a story that feels like it, it comes from our hearts. It comes from our friendship. It comes from our experiences um, that, you know, I don't know, that, that kind of amplifies each of us and, and yeah, our individual talents. But as we were going through the process and getting notes from some trusted friends and trying to make it as good as we could, um, of course, we started to then think about what could this be? Could this be a bigger series? Could this be? And then uh, once it was finished, I would say we, we decided that the angle we really wanted to go was to turn it into an indie feature. So it is, we are using it as a proof of concept for a feature, which is maybe a little atypical since it is a series, but um, we've just gotten such an overwhelming response to Kenna and Jack's like love story and people wanting more of that. And so, um, so yeah, we're just, it's, it's great because we kind of had the best of both worlds. We were going into it with kind of pure intentions without another agenda. And now we're taking the feedback we've gotten from this incredible festival run to inform kind of a larger project that can come of it. That's great. That's great. Well, let's talk about the festival run. Okay. So had you done the festival run before? Was, are you, were, was this your, your new experience diving into the pool with all these festivals and navigating the circuit? We've done some festivals, I'd say, like, lightly, sort of here and there. In the past, we've been like, oh, we'll apply to, like, a few. But this was our first time that we are like, okay, full steam, festival run, east to west coast, let's do it. Um, and it was definitely, definitely, I mean, it was an amazing experience. I think it was just, like, a tremendous learning experience for all of us. And, and it was really exciting to be a part of. We kind of were like, we don't want it to end. <laughs> And you had, and you had, you were in virtual festivals, purely virtual. You were in those that were on the ground, correct? Mm -hmm. And then hybrids Mm -hmm. or a combination thereof. So which festivals, um, really did you, uh, feel, um, that you were able to expand that social media, that, that reach that you had? Were you able to utilize the festival circuit to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Leslie LaFemme Film Festival, we oh. adore for real, though. Um, it's so, it was such a great experience. And we also really, I mean, Holly Shorts was a big one for us. And we really enjoyed Dances with Films, too. They did such a great job at kind of really curating and, and 
providing a lot of events and opportunities for filmmakers. So I would say those, you know, there were all of the festivals were amazing, but there are definitely certain festivals that were standouts for us where we got to really network and, and meet a lot of people and, mm -hmm. and yeah, and connect through social media. And I think that's what one of the really great things about the film festivals is just how much networking you get to do and, and how many other fellow indie filmmakers you, you meet that you can then work with in the future. Like the three of us actually, we ended up creating a spreadsheet of like all of the people we met and their contacts because we were like, this is so amazing. Like, how do we keep track of all these people that we met, um, mm -hmm. doing our festival run? It was really, really cool. And, and we're so grateful for that. Now, you've got a festival coming up shortly that you guys have been selected to screen at. You want to talk about that and, and, uh, and tell people where they can see it. Is it virtual on the ground? It will be on the ground. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's the Sunscreen Film Festival um, in Hermosa Beach, which is my, which is where I live. So I love, I love Hermosa and the South Bay. So I'm very excited to do that. Um, yeah. So it's November 6th at noon and it will be screening in a theater in Hermosa Beach. So we're super excited. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. So everyone's got to tap on in to, um, the film festival in Hermosa Beach and come and see them and support this amazing, really cute rom-com web series. <laughs> we would love that. Yeah. And they'll be showing the whole series as well. Okay, good. Which is wonderful. Yeah. And we'll have all the link in all of our socials and everything. Awesome. So now you guys got to tell those that are listening in, what have you really learned out of doing the festival circuit? What was your big takeaways? And I'll get to each one of you should have something to say on that. Now you can start with Anna. Hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I think, you know, what's interesting. So, so I started off when I was like, okay, we're doing this festival run. I was like, gosh, what do I need to know? Like, where do I, where do I even start? So I'm actually a member of a female filmmaker organization called the Filmmake Hers with a capital H. <laughs> filmmakers. Um, and I reached out to some of the women there just sort of asking for advice, um, which I don't know, I would recommend to anybody. I think if you, if, if you have colleagues, if there, if you know other people who have done the festival run before, I would say, reach out to them, see what, what tips that they might have, you know, and sort of overwhelmingly what I heard was like, Hey, if you can be there in person, if they're having events in person, go, go to as much as you can go to the screenings, like show up, support other filmmakers, really get to know them, you know, and, and always to like, not, don't be empty handed. So have a postcard, have a business card, have, you know, like a favor or something that will be memorable so that you can really make an impression and, and make it count when you have these interactions. And yeah, we, we're all really proud because the favor that we had that we came up with this year were, uh, were personalized hand sanitizer bottles <laughs> with, with a label of our show on them that said spread love, not germs. So, you know, on brand for the times and on brand for our show. Um, but yeah, so, and I think just going in and just, just remembering to, of course, it's not always just about like networking. It's about being genuine and making authentic connections and just, you know, being open, like, like in real life, when you're meeting people, you know, you don't need to force yourself on anybody that's going to come off fake and weird. Just show up be your genuine, authentic self, be interested, ask people questions, um, and get to know them. And like with anything, you know, if you, you click with somebody, you'll stay in touch. And I feel like there's amazing collaborative opportunities that happen down the road from that that are really exciting. All really good takeaways. Um, Christina, what is your takeaway from this festival circuit? 
Oh boy, Anna really covered a lot of it, but <laughs> you know, I was no, like, she's, I know, I mean, no, no, you're you're wonderful, Anna. Um, I I think it's um, just to go off of sort of what Anna was saying about connecting with people. I would say, um, you know, I just want to point out that especially with La Femme, um, just getting to meet fellow female filmmakers in particular uh, was really awesome, especially because our series is, uh, it's a female story and we had an all female production. Like it is entirely produced by women. We had a female DP. So um, we found that just finding other women who were committed to the kind of storytelling that we were doing um, was, it kind of opened up a good dialogue for feedback that can be constructive and also just knowing that this story and stories like ours have an audience out there. I mean, obviously people are showing up at these screenings and yes, you know, there's an audience for everything, but I think sometimes, um, you know, women's stories tend to be branded as a niche thing and not a, a wider audience thing. It tends to be, you know, women, uh, chiclet or whatever it is, you know? And so it was just nice to see how at these festivals we could hear from other women and men who felt like they could really relate to certain aspects of the series and we can take those nuggets and then use it in the future for, again, turning it into the feature. We know what women were really happy to see on screen and then also, you know, men, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's good because it, it, it crosses really the web series crosses not only into the, you know, women demographic, which is obvious, but it does cross over to the men's demographic because it's a relationship uh, uh, when you really get down to it. It's a relationship film um, or web series that that highlights that. So what's your takeaway, Erin? What did, what was your big aha? Um, <laughs> Gosh, I mean, they really covered it. But I would just say uh, my advice to people would be to show up to everything you possibly can. I mean, I will admit I'm pretty – I feel tired after this festival run. And I'm working on Borderlands right now. So it was tough sometimes to, like, go to work all day and then – go to opening night or, you know, go to a film panel. But I'm so grateful I did because we just met so many awesome people. And yeah, I think I would just truly say, like, go to as much as you can and um, really participate in all the events. Excellent. I think all of that is really great advice and really good takeaways on running the, uh, the festival circuit, especially when, you know, we have on-ground virtual hybrid, uh, you know, combinations thereof happening worldwide. So um, now that you're using this as a proof of concept and you're working on the feature, have uh, how are you guys looking at uh, financing? Have you thought that far into your future on how you're going to assemble that, what your process might be? We are still, yeah, we are figuring that out at the moment, Leslie, um, our web series. So we self-funded our web series and okay. the three of us have not 
created an indie feature together before. Um, so we are definitely like still learning and still researching the best way to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been trying to expand our, our social media platform. A lot of people have given us advice in terms of like just already having a built in audience can help with mm -hmm. investors. Um, sure. Trying to network, trying to build those connections. Um, you know, we, we really at some point want to bring on like a, a very strong, like onset producer. Um, so that's something we're looking into as well. And yeah. Guys, jump in if there's anything I'm missing here. <laughs> no, so those, no, those are all those are all good. Those are all good elements. Um, you guys self-funded with a crowdfunding uh, campaign. Is that how you guys did it, or self-funded uh, personally? Yeah, yeah, on a shoestring budget with lots of lots of favors and lots of people willing to help out during during the time and just knowing, oh my gosh, we're the start of a pandemic and people chipping in and also getting so much support from local businesses. Like Christina, you you know really did an amazing job with that. Just getting businesses in the community who wanted to help out and are like, wow, you're trying to do something. We'll donate meals. Like restaurants, you know, restaurants were struggling too, but it was just that feeling of like. We're all in this together and, you know, getting meals covered, getting snacks, like crafty, like having that, like it all adds up, you know, to, to be really helpful. And it, it all helps that bottom line. So I totally get that. Okay. So here's my last, my last question is, um, moving forward or to date, have you learned anything that you can tell us? Uh, I call it a dirty little secret. It's not that it's, that it's dirty per se, but you know, what have you learned going, Oh my gosh, I wish somebody had told me that, uh, two years ago that I've now just learned. Do you have any kernels for us that you can share for our listening audience? I would say this is going to sound so corny, Leslie, but honestly, just, just believing in yourself that you can do something. Like I think for so long I was scared to direct on my own. Cause I had, you know, I had a lot of experience editing, but directing and being in that leadership role and making those decisions and feeling like I could execute something in that way from start to finish. Like I had a lot of self doubt and I wasn't sure if I could do it. And I think a lot of women can relate and they second guess themselves or they feel like they're not qualified enough. But the thing about filmmaking is that the only way for you to learn is by doing and kind of throwing yourself into these roles. So I don't know, maybe my dirty little secret would just be like, go for it and be brave and make those choices and, and create stuff because we need more women's stories to echo what Christina said, you know? Absolutely. And that is a dirty little secret, belief in one's self, um, which people forget to do. So that's great advice. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, give us your socials for sure and tell uh, people how to see the film at the next festival coming up for you. Awesome. Yeah. So our website is lovein2020tv.com. So you can watch all six episodes um, of the web series there and you can come watch it on the big screen at the Sunscreen Film Festival in Hermosa Beach. And we'll have all that information and a link to the tickets posted on our socials, on social media. It's at Love in 2020 TV. Excellent. Thank you, ladies, the creative team of Love in 2020 for coming on Best in Fest. Um, I just want to remind everyone listening in to like us and share us and download us and subscribe to the Best in Fest podcast. We're on all the platforms. Thank you, ladies. 